at it like some addicts for the season finale of smells like radio i'm your host jeff wiles my name is jeff for the first time in my life someone was jealous of my haircut and that's how we're gonna wrap up the season damn it we're soaring high this episode this is a good one too this does feel like an organic high note to go out on i'm joined this episode by a very talented and inspired poet who's been consistently putting out fire music all of which available on itunes and spotify i'm talking of course about the man of the people, Ovius, joins this episode. And we're lucky to have him, because, man, he's chock full of stories. Let me tell you, Ovius is a real one. He has performed on the Arsenio Hall show. He's performed in the Apollo stage, for cripes sakes. You know, he's, he's traveled the world with his music and his poetry. Um, he's performed all the coolest festivals you can think of, and, and a bunch that you never even heard of. He told this great story about uh, getting lost in Burning Man, he even told a story about lacing Mos Def sneakers. I mean, like, come on. We're coming full circle with the Mos Def here. Yasin Bey himself. One of the first sounds on Smells Like Radio is Mos Def. That's, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the intro song on the very first episode is Mos Def's Brooklyn. So it feels fitting that we would conclude with a Mos Def story. You know, I've never met the guy. I've just idolized him from afar for years. And uh, I'm really excited for this episode. And I wanted to thank you guys for listening, honestly, because this project has been one of the few things that have kept me sane during this whole pandemic. And and looking back on it, I'm really proud of the work we've done in season two. I got a lot of funny friends on this thing talking about their travels, the world, uh, you know, honing their craft. And we even got a composer, a jazz pianist came on from Serbia. We got some neon artists, a bunch of musicians. One of the guests was even in the last season of Broad City. We even got the throwback interview in with Bobcat Goldthwait. I mean, I'm really proud of this season. And uh, even last episode, we got a clothing designer on. Come on. What a way to go out. Ovius, the poet, the musician, guiding us towards the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, normally I would use this intro time to kind of catch you up with what's been going on. But truth be told, ain't shit been going on, man. Everybody's in quarantine. Everybody's in lockdown. You want me to update you with my Call of Duty stats? Is that what you want? I mean, there have been projects and stuff in the works, but I don't want to spoil all the fun. We got, we got, I want, to, I want some nuggets to hold on to, you know? But uh, I did want to thank you guys for listening and supporting. I'll, I'll be honest, the second I wrap up this intro, I get to start my summer vacay. I'm taking a little West Coast summer vacay early to, uh, you know, finish off this, this pandemic poolside, baby. And of course, as is tradition, we're going to throw in an obvious track just before the interview. So keep your ears peeled and don't touch that dial because we're diving into the interlude right now. And it's a good one. wonderful to be here celebrating our brand new launch of dollar bathe club coming this friday for a dollar a week and we will bathe one member of your family that's a full scrub down head to toe in a bath or outside depending on which one you like 
The neighborhood is crumbling. The youngest they be mad, cause they ain't got nothing. So boom, bap, boom, bap. Better watch yourself. Say boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. Better watch yourself. Seduction and she got me out here hustling. Every day I'm wondering, is tomorrow gonna come again? Kaboom, bap, boom, bap. Better watch yourself. Boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. Better watch yourself. Welcome to the crib. Yo, Thanks, man. how's that ginger soy milk latte? Let me tell you. With honey. <laughs> you need to open your own coffee shop as well. I know you got a lot on your Bro, plate. Bro, you feel good right now? You're comfy. I feel amazing. You're in the couch. You got the coffee. We're chilling here. Dude, this is the zone. Where before all this pandemic stuff happened, um, I was on a flight from Denver back here, back home. And uh, shout out to Denver, Colorado. It was so much fun there to go back there and oh, rock yeah, out. But so I came back. Um, I remember just thinking like, whoa, like something in the air, something in the atmosphere of like, there was definitely like some some strange energy, man. Like you know, like if you think about it, like even just the way Kobe happened, yeah, it's so sudden. Things have been happening so sudden. I mean, this is a test. This is a new decade, dude. And we've just been hit with like a major test, like to get our priorities straight. Yeah, yeah. This has been a really eye-opening experience. I've been shuffling around priorities. And like really, really looking at life, like what, what am I really trying to do? And, uh, but also the Denver airport, such a scary place. So many weird vibes off the top when you get there. Wait, why? What do you mean? What did you see at the Denver airport? There's all sorts of weird murals depicting like crazy war and like all these demons. And like, there's like one of the statues, the ho- there's like a flaming horse statue with like red eyes that glow in the front of the thing. And there's like all this like Masonic lodge symbols all over it as well i don't even know how i I didn't even know that well you picked up on something Mm. it was fun though my time there people are (laughs) lovely there (laughs) yeah it's true i gotta be honest like i met some amazing people there i've reconnected with some friends i hadn't seen in a long time and you're out there it was was great i did a show at uh for uh the naca national conference a bunch of schools from all over the nation come to this conference to see performing acts oh you was here with grant one time you saw the yeah, performance yeah. i did it was that was the show that was the show that was the biggest one actually because it was the national one yeah and yeah. um i did that set that i showed you guys that was part fire, of that was dude. part of the set unbelievable to do, uh the eye poem it was like too powerful for an apartment oh, thanks man you know what i mean yeah right we seeing take you get out of here yeah seeing you on stage i was like this is where this belongs yeah yeah it was fun man it was fun to do that Man, and I had a great conference, and then I came back here from Denver, and uh, boom. You know, through one last party. I have a party here in New York City called Hyper Soul. I've, uh, you know, Hyper Soul is, a, is, a, is just a, a, a concept more than anything, a way of life. You know, it's, it's more of like a, it's more like something you can adapt into your culture, into your everyday, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been a positive person. Yeah, dude. But uh, You got Buddha energy, you know that? Ah, it's funny. I got my little Buddha guy right here. Yeah, dude. So, of all, uh, I I wanted to ask something. I need to ask. Uh, so, are you are you doing when you're doing DJ sets, mm-hmm. uh, hitting the people with your music? Of the places you've been, where who who is dancing the worst? Yeah. Is there is there is is 
an obvious separation or is everyone it's like a couple couple in the patch man my brain doesn't work like that it's so <laughs> funny though like, who dances the worst I, I don't i never looked at it like that it's from true that lens um i believe you i mean but i gotta know i gotta know is it, but who, i mean how do i rate like dance the worst i don't know like uh, you never saw anything that like, you wish like 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 walk into a room full of people that are just not on beat yes like is it, was there ever a moment like a city where you're like, what is happening here? I don't know, man. With YouTube now, everybody can dance, man. Everybody just That's goes true. on YouTube and they see what the other kids are doing and they learn that shit at home the way we used to go learn it in the club. That's how I was for us back in the day. You like see some moves and you go back home and you try to make a new move. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. The, I, th- I think the worse the dance, the more I enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can <laughs> clearly tell that there's not a lick of rhythm... But yeah. they want it. Like, you can see the heart in it. Yeah. That's my favorite. Man, you know, but people that can't dance, thats I don't know if that's specific to a region. I feel like that... That's what I'm trying to find out. I don't think it's specific to a region. That's why I'm having trouble thinking. Because, look, there's dope dancers everywhere. I mean, look, there used to be a big uh, a big dance competition called Just Just Debout. Mm. And it was, uh, I think, based out of France, out of Paris. Big, big dance showcase competition. Thousands cool. of people come out to this thing every year. Mm. Um, I went to one of them. They really, it was, it was super dope. I don't think they do them anymore. But anyway, um, you go there and like you witness like great dancers from all over the world, mm. and then people that are not as talented from all over the world. So I think it's, I think it's just like that because. Even here in New York, like, yeah, we got some amazing dancers that could come out of New York and Los Angeles, you know, but you can still walk into a club and find the one random person who might not be from New York, but they're here and they're like trying to figure out where the beat is, you know, with a GPS system. (laughs) It is an unfair question because you have very clearly surrounded yourself with people that are, you know, on rhythm, on beat. It's crazy, man. This good and bad right now and all this. Yeah, what do you think? um, Okay, how do I phrase this? What are some positives that we can bring out of this pandemic? Mm. There's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm looking at my situation, like just enjoying even just like little things like cooking at home, Mm. you know. Um, Certainly. Like learning how to cook new things, something I... Never would have had the courage to try, you know. Um, this has put me in a much better rhythm with communication with my mom. Oh, wow. And my father. So my father has been quarantining here with me. Stays on the other end of the apartment and I'm on this end. And, um, and we just make it work, you know. So it's been great, though. A lot of bonding. You right. know, a lot of uh, flower sharing, as you can see. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, it's been cool, man. It's been cool. I like this has made me connect with people in a way I haven't before. And then you look at what it's doing to the earth right now. Mm-hmm. The earth is finally able to like take a bath and clean itself a little bit. Yeah. Less cars on the road, so Mother Earth can manage cleaning the air. Yeah, there's like all these reports that like pollution. Dude, has... you can see the sky in India for the first time. Well, in like 20 years or some shit. Like it's, it's crazy. So there's a lot of positive things, man. Like it's a good time to start something you're passionate about. Time is the greatest asset. Every mm. day you have less of it. Every day it increases in value. We're talking about time as an asset. How you choose to spend your time is how you value yourself as an asset. 
as a living, breathing organism, right? So what do you choose to do with that time when you're facing anxiety? If you're in a situation where you're kind of comfortable, you might have that unemployment check coming in, and you've always wanted to chase a dream, mm. you're get out your own way. Right. Only you are on in your way. Yeah, now now is the time. Yeah. And I'm just talking to maybe that specific person that might have anxiety that's in a position where they could try something new and some and that's holding them back. You know, a lot of different scenarios out there. Um yeah. Truly. I bet pajama sales are through the roof though. Probably. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a couple people that are Probably. thriving right now, for sure. Onesies. Yeah. I know the onesie game is strong out there. Yeah, big onesies. It's really thriving game, right now. The like all the yoga pants, the you know, sweat. I mean, see, you call me chilling, wearing sweats, Dude. you know, wearing the gray t shirt and gray sweats. Yeah. But you know. And I'm at a, I'm at a point. I now. kept it fly though. I did look. I did shape my beard though. Yeah. You oh, see yeah. the line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I took it serious. Yes. And I and I uh, <laughs> I sprayed I I sprayed the place. You know what I'm saying? And I cleaned up. Oh yes. Dude. You know what I mean? So I treat my guests well, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're. Yeah, I'm at I'm at a point in my quarantine now where um. I get dressed like I pick out outfits to go across the street to the grocery store. <laughs> I go grocery shopping and I come back and I change back into my pajamas. Nice. <laughs> I just kind of, um, what have I been doing? I, I, I had to cut my own hair too, dude. Really? What do you think? Hold oh, on. I have not cut my hair, bro. Dude, I'm I had to. I don't care. That's yeah, good though. You yeah, did a good job. Right. Yeah. Don't look at the back. I'm not going to show you the back. Nah, man, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> I, my, my my joint is wild out here, but I, I'm loving it though. I'm I'm loving my wild ass hair right now. Yeah. This shit is giving me ancestral vibes. So you you got what? You got another question there? I got a question for you. Ocean app. Do you <laughs> do you have uh do you do you have a place that you eh, like a preferential? Do you have like a favorite uh, go to spot to perform? Whether it's uh, hmm. poetry or music or just like anywhere in the world, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that's a huge question. Favorite place, favorite place to perform, or 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 perhaps was there um, a festival run that was uh, significant? Okay, I think I can answer that question. My favorite place to perform poetry is at the New York Poets Cafe. Hands Yo. down. Yes. My favorite place to spin, I got to admit, I think it's Burning Man. Okay, cool. Of all the places I played around the world, man, like, shit, man. Burning Man has just been the most fun and the most wild and free. It's such a shame that it got canceled this year, man. It's brutal, dude. It's one of the most, you know, the seventy to 80,000 people that go every year, close to 100,000 people that have been going every year for the last couple of years. You guys out there, you guys know what it is, man. You know you know what the hell Burning Man really is. You understand, like, when that city gets created, you know what I'm saying? Like, you understand what that is and how much that is needed, like, more than ever. And the fact that it's, like, not going to be possible is, um, is kind of whack. But I'll be honest, man, I just got off the phone with a homie. He's probably going to hear this and be like, oh, snap. <laughs> but yeah, we just had a very productive conversation about maybe doing like our own version of a you yeah. know, Burning Man weekend. You Dude. know what I'm saying? Somewhere in the West Coast. 
we've been talking to a few people and um we're planting some seeds we don't know we're just talking but you know uh, my boy andreas from oakland got really excited and he knows some people and i don't know there could be something happening and that's my birthday weekend labor day weekend too so Dude, come on so it'd be beautiful to bring people together if it's if it could be done safely obviously too it's like we don't know right we can, we can plan but we don't know what's gonna be the thing in september yes. july august we don't know yet so yeah that is that is a weird cloud hanging over the head it's like you want to make plans but it's also like i mean this could take a turn either way you know mm-hmm. it's uh you've, it's very humbling the feeling of not you know being able to control your your time yeah man is there is it true i heard that there's like a um a, a bartering system of sorts at burning man it's a lot of trading going on um no it's not bartering so bartering is the act of an exchange of goods at burning man there is no required exchange of goods there is just giving it's Whoa. a gifting economy this is what i'm talking about you give you don't expect anything back ever Whoa. okay so our camp plays uh, our camp is a f- running f- mini festival inside of the burning man world right okay so reverbia is a live music festival running 24 hours a day bro Whoa. right so people can come to our camp and experience a festival concert vibe a coachella of sorts right right at burning man no cost Whoa. everything is gifted beautiful the concerts we do there gifted when you go see me play a set on a big cookie monster car yeah is that what gifted when i go to a person's camp and i say you guys i've ran out of water and i've i'm lost i don't know where my camp is and someone gives you water gifted beautiful there's no you know okay okay i i I, i've never been i've only heard i've only heard the stories no it's good that you asked this question because that people should definitely uh yeah, it's good. It's good that people education is is the key. So, um, it's it's good because I didn't know either, man. I didn't know. Like I just thought it was a bunch of Mad Max naked hippies running around, <laughs> farting is... and smoking and yeah. shitting all over the place. Yeah, but it's not that at all. It's it's a cultural phenomenon. It's it's actually how you really wished deep down society would be could be people being their their true selves because they don't have to worry about gaining capital to survive Mm. so it's not like a dog eat dog world a shark eat fish world it's not that it's a world where everyone has what they need everyone's good and if you have an emergency because i'm good i can help you what you've been lost you haven't found your camp in nine hours you ran out of water in your canteen here's some water boom you know what i'm saying yeah i helped you out i like that now you can now you help yourself out right you got the you know you can carry on now and it's that kind of a vibe is that world where it's like no one's an enemy everyone there's there's a there's a a golden rule of mutual respect from jump even before you say hello to somebody you know mm. you have to be a real dick to fucking piss somebody off at very <laughs> I mean, you got to be a, the the dickest dickest of the dickest yeah if that's even a thing so, yeah i don't know have you ever have you received any uh, strange gifts? Obviously, the amazing things that Burning Man. A lot of amazing gifts. Um, jewelry. I've gotten a lot of dope jewelry. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know about strange. If something jumps out at me, I'll tell you. But 
I don't know about strange, but some really dope jewelry. Um, nice. Um, bracelets galore, I imagine. Just necklaces, bracelets, rings. People have really have always blessed me because it falls on my birthday. So, oh, that's so, right. so you know. Wow. So, uh, so people gift me stuff all the time out there. Um, I've got gifted great memories. Like I remember one night I was lost trying to find a friend, and I ended up at a camp. It was freezing that night, and I pulled my bike over, and a group of people hmm. from Los Angeles, they actually had a camp where their gifting was they were a court, a court, a people's court. And Whoa, if really? you had a problem with someone else, you would bring it to the people's court, and there was a judge. <laughs> okay. And you would resolve problems. I know, it's Burning Man is amazing, right? Dude, so, that's, a, that's so amazing. cool. I would be at the people's court 24-7. I mean, it was so <laughs> fun, dude. But I caught them during the day, uh, at night, and they had just, you know, finished all their cases for the day. The court was the closed. the judge dressed? Oh, the judge sick? was chilling, having a beer. Yes. You know, and they're like, hey, you know, come, come over here. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm freezing. Dude, these people took me in like they were like I was their own. All right. These people don't know cool. me from nothing. They took me in. Nice. This would never happen in the real world. Imagine I come knocking on your front door, like, like hey, I'm cold. <laughs> You're not gonna let somebody in your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this world, in this world, it was not a problem to let me in their house. I pulled up, they parked my bike. Well. They gave me a big old fur bear fur coat. They just threw it over me. I was warm in like five cool. minutes. They gave me warm tea. Well, man. They treated me like family. And I gifted them a poem. I asked them, I said, would you like a poem? They said, yes. I gifted them a poem. They loved it so much, they invited me to one of their weddings. They had a wedding later that week. I went to the wedding, and they were blown away even by that. Because at Burning Man, you can tell somebody, yeah, I'm going to be there. But if you don't show up, it's Burning Man. It's okay. Yeah. The fact that I showed up to their wedding four or five days later, they lost their shit. It was amazing. It was so cool. Ah, so like it just things like that man like you know you open the door to possibility had they not let me in like we would have not all had those memories you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah man i did not know the people's court is amazing yeah but the thing is too is like in the real world it's hard to filter the good people in the real in this real world and part of that is because in this world Right, this world that we're living in right now, because it's all about capital gain, it creates situations where, you know, some people are gonna get hurt, mm. some people are gonna have anxiety and use that anxiety in a negative way to hurt other people, whether they're aware of it or not. Mm. You know, it's it's one of the things that happen with this society you know and it's it's you know it would be it would be difficult to do you know burning man is happens for a week Hmm. this society has been running like this now for centuries so you know i'm not saying that like um there's a easy solution to having a utopia but it's not far from being impossible if like if we started to implement like it's just people are afraid of radical ideas, though. I'd have to, Dude, I'm ready I'd have to them, say man. the word radical because that's how they would view it, though, even yeah. though it's not. Even no, no, though talking not. about a society that where everyone has a chance, everyone has a chance, so no one has to be stressed out. Mm. Like, I don't got to fight you for that spot because right. I can get another spot and I'm still going to be okay. The, look, as a human being, you need food and shelter. First two things. If everybody had that, 
If we had a society that allowed everyone to have at least that, right? Food, shelter, baseline, baseline. What would crime look like? Crime comes from stress. Crime comes from I gotta pay my bills. I gotta get food. Yeah. If you take away that stress, where would we be as a society? You know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like there are there is a way not to eradicate this, you know, capitalism. There's there's good in it too, but uh, I think there are smarter ways. It, it needs a reboot. It needs an update. We we update all types of software. Think of capitalism as software. Boom. You're still running ca- capitalism 1.0. Come on, bro. Let younger, smarter people upgrade it to 2.0. It seemed like a... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if society is ready for it. An old white man named Bernie was trying to upgrade the system to trying. 2.0. And these motherfuckers was like, nah. And that's one of your own. It's so weird, too, because it's like, are we even... He was trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, nah, man, not in our society. Good nah. luck. I know one thing for sure, though. If you had a society of your own, the music would be <laughs> amazing. Man. The Dude. sound of that society. Bro. We got we to gotta plug that. You know, their IG live videos, I'm going to be honest, are like some, yeah, of the best, I, some of the best live videos around. Thanks, bro. Dude, the one in the space had me dying. Oh, man. You know what? I, I deleted it, but I saved it. And you know okay, what? Everyone's yeah. been talking about it. Like all my friends are like, "Dude, that shit was so dude, funny." Dude, it was so funny and so unexpected. I'm gonna put it on YouTube. Dude, it was so great. Thanks, bro. I'm and anytime you you're spinning it. with the backdop, I mean, the vibe is so right. It's cool. <laughs> so, um, certainly, Burning Man's got to be one of the best places to perform. Yeah, man. That's just the oh man. Last year, man, I played on a big old Cookie Monster car, man, with my <laughs> friends. Dude, like I it was had, shaped like Cookie Monster. It was a big ass cookie monster, bro. Whoa. It was shaped like a cool. cookie monster. It was like it was like the whole body with the head in the front of this huge double decker bus. Oh dude. They made a cookie monster out of a double decker bus. <laughs> I have to show you a photograph. I have it on a on a hard drive here somewhere. Cool. Bro, this shit was fucking insane, dude. It was crazy. It was a beautiful sound system. And my my shout out to my homie Adam Gibbons and his whole crew. They let me play for hours, dude. Like Man, I just like, I, I, yeah, man, I was in the zone, dude. Yeah. I was, it was crazy, man. I've released so much pent up emotions and shit, and like, so much release, bro. It was, it was, it was amazing. I played like, I think till the sun came up, we were playing. Me, oh, me, wow, yeah. me, Adam Gibbons, Charles Chaka from Dubai. That's the other thing too, man. Like your friends from all over the world, they all come to this one place. Cool. And and the thing about Burning Man that makes it beautiful uh, as well is that it filters. It, it's so hard to get there mm. that it really filters through all the people that understand, like, you know, what being completely open. Mm. You know, what I'm saying with your heart. You know, and not having to be afraid. You know. Mm. Um, so because of that filter, you get amazing people there and. Charles Chaka, my homie from Dubai, this guy, man, he's somebody I met out there, and we ended up finding out that we were meant to meet it anyways. We had mutual friends. Imagine going to a room. Across the Imagine world. a big gymnasium, yeah. and there's 80,000 people in that gymnasium, and you meet one person out of that 80,000 who's like, oh, wait, you know Osunande? Yeah, oh, oh, me too. Oh, wait, you know Sadia? Yeah, yeah, I know Sadia. Whoa. And you're like, whoa. Meant to be. It's just things like that, and then year that was year one year three we're playing together on this big cookie monster car yes, with a bunch dude. of amazing djs oh cool 
you know it was it was incredible man rob risk was there that night um hyena i think from berlin um uh charl chaka adam gibbons i mean there, there was so many dope artists that came through that night it was so dope man do you ever when you, when you have moments like that do you ever reflect on your maybe your earlier shittier experiences uh playing music or speaking or whatever and well what do you mean by shitty experiences like a bad show like a potentially and you know what that's that's unfair to assume because i i'm coming from comedy mm-hmm. it's like you're you're bound to hit so many shitty shows yeah, along yeah. the road yeah so yeah. i think maybe that i'm just assuming that's what makes comedy so scary bro <laughs> i love do i love com- i'm obsessed with comedy because yeah. <laughs> i understand it from the point of view of my spoken word abilities of course you know yeah i know what it is to get on stage and tell a bit mm. but i do bits between poems i've never done just, just bits just bits you got to do a comedy is the opposite you got to do you got to do your poetry in between the jokes exactly yeah exactly it's the yeah. opposite and and like i write things down i want to like explore it but fuck dude yeah. i mean you know like you watch somebody like dave Chappelle, and he just won the mark twain prize and like i mean the levels of of amazingness that are out there bro like yeah. like i hold it in such high regard as an art form but it could be off-putting too you know oh oh so so much like so, like yeah. am i ever gonna be richard pride no or george carlin who i believe personally is the greatest you know that's just my opinion yeah um he's in the mount rushmore probably at the top of it but you know um it's crazy i'm like yo how do you ever get like that like i mean george carlin has inspired he inspired the i poem let's let's just go right there dang you heard that poem. You see how yeah. dope it is, right? I, uh, anybody listens to this, you want to see the poem. I did it on our Senior Hall show. It's on YouTube. It's called The I Poem, like iPhone, but poem, right? So I did that shit uh, after George Carlin. George Carlin has a monologue bit called Modern Man. Mm. And his Modern Man thing is amazing. You can see exactly how I constructed mine. Yeah, like, and, and even Carlin's approach was very... Um it's uh it it's it's almost like it is almost like poetry it has such a rhythm storytelling such a flow witty flow and yes punch lines that just come out of nowhere and yeah. it just drops with the it makes perfect sense and he he leads you he leads you to the water and then he goes boom but there's kool-aid in it too bitches boom <laughs> yeah. you know yeah certainly he's like so so yeah that is interesting did, did what was there a was there a period when you were um there had to have been some kind of growing pains when you were trying to figure out um, expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so my writing for me started when I was a teenager. So my brother, who you see in three different portraits in one portrait, mm. uh, he was also a writer. We we did music together. Um, we were teenage in our teen years, early teens. Uh, we went to a studio worked with my first engineer named George Dussault. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And uh, we made it, re- we recorded a demo. I-, I first started writing raps, you know, before poetry. I see. And that was in the early 90s. Then fast forward to when my brother passed away in 2002, I started to write again after he passed away. Mm. Um, and for those of you who don't know the story, if you're listening to this, uh, my brother, his name was Zinc Blue. He mm. was uh, an amazing rapper and storyteller. And uh, 
I basically wanted to take him to the New Yorican, but he took his own life before I could do that. So then I went to New Yorican with a poem in his honor, and I got a, like, it was crazy. I got a really warm reception my first time there, and then I never looked back since. So that was pretty much the short version of how I became an artist. Uh, And yeah, so, yeah, man. um, Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, writing and performing has uh, been really therapeutic and has everything done wonders for me and and the people that it touches so but comedy bro Oof. i i, I want to try at least i it's like on my bucket list i want to just have one good comedy performance i don't want to be Chappelle. i, I just want to <laughs> have one good yeah, night I where it. i killed <laughs> and i go and i can say yo i i i did the laugh factory once yeah i, I killed i killed the room bro you know what i mean if like, you if you kill at the laugh factory and i'm not there i'm gonna be so hurt uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> man i i i don't know even an open mic i know i gotta dude i got of, spots i got spots i can bring you you can murder the room i don't know man i gotta see i it's man like i said like what you guys do the the the, the courage like with like i get nervous doing poetry and I'm a veteran now, right? So, but I get nervous doing poems, and ah, that's crazy, man. I, I, like with material, I have no idea how it's gonna land. Like, oh shit, that's and there's no other way but to try it. You have to try the material. You don't really know. It might be. I love performances like that. I yeah. love. Yeah, that is that is the um, the you know the high the high highs of comedy is that when you really hit. There's for me. There's no. There's no better feeling than bringing joy to an entire room like mm-hmm. in an instant it's like a pop it's incredible it's uh it's really kept me going all these years you know dude there's, there's that feeling i know I, yeah you know i get it in little you know like if there's something funny in a poem you know like i have this line in a poem called options in the media mm-hmm. and i go um i go um, it's like i'm comparing names right just to um i'm comparing names to make a point the name comparisons in the poem suggests the metaphor that you know one thing is worth your time more than the other mm. right so um i'll just do a part of it, it, it so Please. i just start with the names and i'm like monica bellucci or monica Lewinsky, mm. marilyn monroe or marilyn manson Charles Manson or Charles Barkley, Chris Farley or Chris Webber, Spike Lee or Bruce Lee, Rodney King or Don King, Bo Jackson or Jenna Jackson or Peter Jackson or Michael Jackson or Samuel L. Jackson or Jackson Pollock, Scott LaRock or The Rocket, Kid Rock or Chris Rock, Vivica A. Fox or Red Fox, uh. Ronald McDonald's, Ronald Reagan, but who is really the bigger clown? Maybe I'll blend the next names like Cheney, Rush A. Dick, Limbaugh into a Bush and Colin. Hmm. Willie Nelson or Nelson Mandela, John F. Kennedy or John Lennon, or George Foreman or George Bush or George Bush or George Bush or Curious George. And wait, why does Bush look like Curious George? <laughs> so I used to say that line. I used to get to that point. People used to just lose their shit. Yeah, it's dude. like, oh, wait a minute. He does look like Curious uh, George. Got him. George Bush looks like Curious George. I love that poem. I yeah, like man. that I was able to write. I, it's, I think it's my favorite poem of all time. Your favorite? Really? Wow. Yeah. Nice, it's dude. just, I get to spit rapid fire fast. It's bars, every line, every name comparison was thought out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. usually start it now. I actually added the names Donald Duck, Donald Trump. Yo, there you go. Monica Bellucci, Monica Lewinsky. You know, you know I might do something like that. Like, I love it. Yeah, so it's it's been yeah it's been uh, that poem. I'm really proud of it because just 
it mean like the name comparisons mean so much that I didn't have to go beyond that to make the point. So it was it was fun to perform and memorize. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you got uh, such flow. You know what I mean. I'm not I'm not surprised that your music <clears throat> is so uh, top notch. Thanks, man. Yeah, I uh, I just try to study the greats, man. Old and new, new and young. Yes, There's yes. So many greats, bro. So many greats to study from. Before I go, I wanted to ask you, as an aspiring rapper in the '90s, what was it like to hear your name come out of Mo's Death's mouth? Um. Man, that was well. Actually, the HBO clip happened in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. That was two thousand seven. That wasn't in the nineties. But no, I'm saying as coming from that background. Oh, coming from that background. Because for me, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Mos Def is like a prophet. I see of the question. Yeah, you know something, man. It was actually really, really cool, man. Because we, um, I got a cool little story. Like basically, so you know, you know, he goes by Yasin Bay now. So that day. Um, we were backstage, uh, right before I went out on stage to perform, they were asking him to do an outfit change. So he changed his jacket and he, he needed to change his shoes because his shoes did not match the new jacket he was wearing. So he had to run laces through a new pair of Vans mm. and they were pressuring him to get back out and continue the recording to be on recording schedule. Mm. And so I just improvised and I was like, yo man, give me the other shoe. And I was like helping him you know, Whoa. do the, the shoelace to the other shoe. What? And so he's like, yo, thanks, man. So it's me and Mos Def sitting like this next to each other, just like this. Bang. And I'm like putting the shoelaces to his left shoe and he's putting the shoelaces to his right shoe. We finished it. He gets to go back out there on time. And because of that, I think because of that, and he could, I don't know if he hears this, like, you know, he could, he could, uh, he could correct, you know, he could correct it. Actually, I know somebody who will send this to him. So if he hears this uh, and remembers, he should know that, like, I think the reason he gave me such a dope intro mm-hmm. for being just a regular, the regular poets didn't get the intro that I got. I got the celebrity intro. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, it, there, he there's something there. And gave me, yeah. No, so it was, so to answer your question, that's a good question, man. Because to answer your question, it was fucking surreal. Yeah, because like, Unbelievable. I grew up grew up to listening to Tribe Called Quest and Black Star. Dude, you know, Black like, Star was like. Black Star is crazy, dude. Unbelievable. And like, yeah, come on. Umi Says. Like, Umi Says has been like on repeat since the day it came out. So. Yeah. That yeah. was a really cool clip, man. And I highly encourage you guys to check it out. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you can just go to my Instagram. Uh, all my let- latest poetry videos and music videos are there. Um, the Hyper Soul album, part one. Yes. Of three, so part one of three is out now. Hyper Soul, the album. It's three chapters: Hyper Soul Fire, Hyper Soul Heart, Hyper Soul Medicine. So right now, Fire is out, and uh, the Human Again poem uh, is out, and a couple other things. It's getting into huge that. numbers, dude. I was checking that before I came out. Yeah, here. man, it did really well, man. It was, uh, it was, it's been really cool. Congratulations, and, uh, man. That's thank you, thank you. We're hopeful. Uh, we hope that more people kind of see it because it's given a lot of people positivity. So, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you yeah. again, man. Thank you, brother. And thank you again for this coffee too, dude. I'm gonna come around when you open up yeah, shop. This thing has man. been Ooh. the Caribbean golden latte <laughs> <laughs> by the Caribbean man. Obvious, yours true. Peace. Peace. All right, that is the show. Thanks for.
for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the season. This has been a lot of fun. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to Ovius on Spotify. Make sure you get his Hyper Soul, that song Rotten Apples. I mean, that's just a personal recommend. Put out some real good stuff. Real. Also, shout out to DJ Cuber. He's on the track you hear right now. And honestly, he's been on most of season one and two. I still can't believe I met that dude. That was so crazy. I got him to sign a little Smells Like Radio stick. Dude. He's got a little DJ Cubit signature on a little Smells Like Radio stick. Man, season. I want to leave, man. It's too much fun. You know, I might have to do a B-side, dude, because I still got some stuff in the can. I might have to hit you guys with a summer B-side. All right. Well, that pool is calling me. I'm out of here, y'all. So much release, bro. It was amazing.